With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to everybody to Screen Talk Emmy Edition Comedy Central for today with Michael Schneider, executive editor of IndieWire and me, Ann Thompson, uh, editor-at-large, um, weighing in sometimes on movies and sometimes on TV, uh, but here we are in the Emmy race. Yeah, so, what about video games? Where do you stand on video games? I am uh, n- n- someone who knows nothing. <laughs> I, I go back to Pong. <laughs> <laughs> the classic. Well, yes, indeed, it is It is comedy time. Wrapping, wrapping things up on round one of our... Uh, Emmy edition screen talk uh, before we find out uh, the nominees. Well, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna take off over the holiday and come back with uh, that information. Is so? Is this our last weigh in before the actual nominations? Yeah, before the nominations on the twelfth. So yeah. we are indeed taking the July fourth holiday off and uh, giving everyone, including the listeners, a break. So <laughs> well, there's nobody around anyway. Thank God yeah. it is that time of year. Okay, well, let's do comedy supporting actor. And I will confess in advance that my uh, comedy sampling has not been as um, deep as my drama sampling. And what that says about me, I don't know. For example, Will and Grace. This is not something I've sampled ever. I mean, except for... Wait, ever? Like well, even no. in the original? Back in the day, I did. Okay. But uh, I chose but... not to go back. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, and here's you know, Sean Hayes right at the top of the list here. Yeah, and uh, you know Sean Sean Hayes obviously Jack on uh, on Will and Grace is an iconic character. It's one we remember well from the original run, and uh, you know they actually gave Jack a little more to play with this this year. There is a defining episode, and I assume the one that uh, you know will get the most attention for him, where you know he uh, actually uh, befriends uh, a young child who is. Uh, sort of his son, uh, but but who uh, you know also shows uh, signs of of being gay, and his deeply religious parents send him to a camp where they try to you know scare the gay out of him, and you know he sneaks into the camp and and tries to stop that from happening, and it's a it's a touching uh, episode uh, with a lot of funny as well, um, but uh, you know really sort of uh, you know gave gave Sean Hayes a, a chance to shine, so you know that's why I think he's he's considered a, a front runner this year. Well, Titus Burgess has gotten attention in the past for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, is he still as hot as he was or, or less so? Well, you know, he's been nominated now uh, three years in a row. So, you know, there's always that rule of, you know, once once the voters seem to like someone, they're going to keep him going. So, you know, he hasn't won, but he's a perennial favorite. Uh, so to some degree, there's a chance that, uh, you know, people may continue to just vote for him. Or maybe this is the year that he falls out because there are some other great contenders as well. Well, Louis Anderson has won before for Baskets. Yeah, yeah, um, he won and here he is again. Yeah, 
And he is fantastic as Christine Baskets, the the matriarch of the family, <laughs> and uh, is definitely a contender. She should easily be nominated again. Uh, this would be his third nomination in a row. And Brian Tyree Henry for Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, you know you, you gotta gotta love uh, you know uh, Paperboy, and so deserving of a nomination. He hasn't gotten one yet, but he definitely. I would I would really, really strongly urge and, and hope that he gets a nomination this well, year. Well, that because- series has certainly picked up more and more steam as it progresses. I mean, it's only more popular than it when it was last year. Yeah, yeah. And this is only his second at-bat for Atlanta. And... Uh, you know, had a great season. He was great in it. So so I could definitely see him finally getting a nomination for that. Well, I can certainly vote for Alec Baldwin, <laughs> mainly for his impersonation of Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live. That would be well-deserved. Is it yeah. enough, though? For, for a, I mean, it's just one thing. Well, he won last year. Uh, he, he won last year. I still don't get that, really. Like Donald Trump. And honestly, I, I kind of feel like that's one and done. You know, last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Was, Last year was, uh, you know, the height of SNL, uh, you know, and, and uh, in the middle of the election. And this year, I don't know. I think people are kind of, A, they don't want to reward Donald Trump. And so they don't want to reward any level. Alec Baldwin for playing Donald Trump. I think he, he gets a nomination, but but it's a tougher road for him to actually win this year. What about Mark Maron for Glow? Mark Maron's fantastic. And uh, Netflix is spending a lot of money promoting Glow. Uh, and for your consideration, I could really see him getting a nomination and, and being in play. You know, I heard something yesterday um, that Netflix has actually spent more on its Emmy campaign than HBO has because it has so many shows well, to has, promote. It has the volume. And, you know, the big question is going to be, is this the year that Netflix gets more nominations than HBO for the first time ever? I think this could be the year. This could be the tipping point just because they've got such volume that, uh, you know, they're they're in almost every category at this point, even categories that HBO isn't in. So this should be an interesting year. And they've been really, uh, you know, accelerating every year the number of nominations they get. Well, you and I have certainly been to enough Netflix events uh, down at Raleigh Studios where they have their setup. Uh, They've they've really been pushing it hard and effectively. Um, You know, who's to argue with that? Um, then you have Henry Winkler in Barry, which I think is a great comeback for him and a great show. I love this show. Let's uh, get this is let's, the Bill Hader show, and I'm yeah. not I'm not skipping Tony Shalhoub. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. And, and I'm going to say let's get Henry Winkler at least a nomination. I mean, the guy deserves an Emmy. He he's never won an Emmy. After uh, all those years on Happy Days. After all Fonz. those years on Happy Days. And then, you know, he had some lean years. He became more of a producer. Uh, and, you know, he's still a producer. He's a producer on MacGyver on CBS. Uh, but, you know, this was this was really a, a great role for Henry Winkler. He shines in it. And at the very least, I would hope that he gets a nomination. The one I think is moving up fast is Tony Shalhoub for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, who can only be getting a little bit of extra steam from his uh, performance at the Tonys as well uh, for for a band's visit. Well, and also, you know, Tony Shalhoub is someone that uh, the, the Emmys loved through the years, you know, back in his monk days. Uh, he won 
in uh, 2003 and again in 2005 and 2006. So he's got quite a few Emmys already on his mantle. So he's a favorite with the TV Academy. We used to joke all the time that uh, we just didn't, <laughs> didn't didn't get why the Academy kept voting for him. But, uh, you know, he's he's a great actor and uh, you can't discount him as, as a potential nominee because the Academy has shown him such love in the past. Well, I think he's beloved. I think he's, he falls into, into that category. What kind of chance does new Academy member Kumail Nanjiani have for uh, Silicon Valley? Um, well, you know, it's tough because I feel like there, there, hasn't, there wasn't as much heat on Silicon Valley this year as there has been in the past. And obviously, you know, he's coming off a lot of heat for his movie last year. Uh, but with so many great contenders, he may just be bubbling under to actually get a nomination. And he's one of those people who makes it look easy, almost too easy. Um, I mean, I think people really like him. And I think the big sick, certainly, uh, he was on the Oscar circuit. And a lot of people got to meet him and know him and like him, including me. I mean, he's just one of the most likable people. And he's oh, great yeah. on Twitter. You know, he's he's brilliant on Twitter. Um, the way that Judd Apatow is, uh, you know, he's got that kind of wit and also a strong political point of view, um, especially uh, given what's going on these days. A very strong political point of view. Yeah, yeah. No, the, great, the great. immigrant uh, issues out great, there. Great actor, great guy. And, you know, if you had more slots for nominees, then, then he would get in. And, and maybe he still does sneak in. But, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of other great names, too, that are just bubbling under, like Lakeith Stanfield, also from Atlanta. And, uh, you Who know. has a new movie coming out, Sorry to Bother You. So he's on the circuit as well. It's always helpful to get extra attention. Let's put it that yeah. way. No, absolutely. You know, so, so shot both. You know, for Shalhoub to be on the the Tonys was was not a bad was not a bad thing. All right. Well, shall we move on up to uh, comedy supporting actress? And at the top of the list, uh, which is very long, is Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live. Kate McKinnon, who won last year and who also won in 2016 for playing various characters in SNL, she's a favorite, obviously. So, uh, you know, uh, unless there's there's a sudden surge at the last minute for some other favorites, uh, she she's definitely she's a lock for a nomination and probably a lock for the Emmy again as well. Because she changes it up and does different things and is always brilliant and always funny. Yep, exactly. All right. Megan Mullally for Will and Grace. Again, for, for a lot of the same reasons that uh, Sean Hayes is, is back in the hunt. I mean, those two were always the secret weapon for Will and Grace. Uh, you know, Jack and, and Karen were, were kind of the, you know, they, they ate up every scene and they continue to do so. And, and Megan Mullally is also, also kind of beloved and, and hysterical. And, and so she's definitely in the mix. And what about Alex Borston for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? So Alex Borstein, I think, is definitely a, a contender as well. Amazon spent a lot of money in promoting her. I mean, they've spent a lot of money in promoting Mrs. Maisel in general. But I they, have to tell you, I was on La Brea and Hollywood Boulevard, you know, where those arches are. And there was a table set up there under them. And people were handing out pink uh, assemblages of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel DVDs, screeners on the street. They got, I mean, Amazon has spent a lot. I mean, from the very beginning, you know, they had, uh, 
you know, big billboards up in Hollywood promoting Alex Borstein's character. And that's how they started their campaign way back in, in March. So this has been a sustained plan. And, uh, you know, so so I think it's going to pay off with the nomination for for her, among others, of course. Is she someone who's ever been in the race before? Uh, you know, definitely on the animation side, because, you know, she's voiced a lot of characters on on uh, uh, on Family Guy and, and others through the years. But as an actress, I don't believe so. I don't you know, think up, so up, either. Up That's until why now, I asked. She, yeah, she was most famously known for for Mad TV. Right. So, yeah. yeah so okay. If if she got nominated, it would be a first uh, as uh, you know a live action actress. So now we talked last week about Roseanne and the impact of her leaving the show and the show being canceled and all the the the, the idea that a t- that one person can taint an entire show. But now that they're actually bringing it back as the Connors uh, without her, does that make Laurie Metcalf a strong another Tony winner? By the way. Um, uh, a stronger candidate. And I saw her in Three Tall Women on Broadway. She was amazing. Um, and she may have, you know, has some goodwill built up for uh, Lady Bird as well, which where she was nominated but did not win. So does this give her a, a better shot now at, at, at actually getting nominated for Roseanne? Yeah, I think you put that all together. It doesn't it doesn't hurt, obviously, that the show will continue even under a new title. And Laurie Metcalf is one of the reasons why that show is continuing. When you have a star like her and John Goodman, you don't uh, you know quickly pass it up. So so I think how do you, know, you feel uh, about that, by the way? I'm curious what your opinion is. Some people seem to think it was a, a smart thing to do and some people think it was not a, a good idea. I think it's a terrible idea. I I think they're making a big mistake in in trying to salvage this show. They 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 had some goodwill in decisively cutting it when uh, the the Roseanne uh, sent out that racist tweet and uh, you know and moving on and now to dredge all that back up. Uh, th- that's going to be the narrative going into fall. It's going to impact ABC because that's the only thing people are going to be talking about. That show will forever sort of have that cloud over its head. Because, again, that's the only thing people are going to talk about at, uh, you know, the Television Critics Association press tour. And, and in the fall, when, when shows pick up again, that's the only thing that's going to be mentioned when people talk about ABC. So is it partly and the fault of the press? Partly the, the – I don't know. We tried to stop it from coming back. <laughs> it's still coming back. I did my part. I know uh, you did. But I but, guess what you're saying is that even if there is another narrative – the journalists who cover this show aren't going to let it happen. Well, there's no, there's no guarantee the show's going to be good anyway. And already, I think, you know, the, these reunion shows, they do well in the beginning, but the ratings start to drop off once people get their fill. Will and Grace's numbers dropped off. Uh, Roseanne's numbers were starting to drop off. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know that people were clamoring to see more of this, especially if it's, you know, a, a Franken show. It's, it's a portion of what it used to be. So, so I don't know. Uh, prove me wrong, Connors. Prove me wrong. But okay, so I'm I'm I, was, I asked. I asked for a reason. Then we have Leslie Jones for Saturday Night Live. Uh, she's a popular figure. I could see her getting in. Yeah, nominated last year, so she she could be back this year as well. Um, and uh, then the great hope for one day at a time is Rita Moreno, who who doesn't love Rita Moreno? You know, national treasure. So <laughs> that'd be. Great to see her get a nod. 
And then there's Jessica Walter, who, of course, uh, we talked about before, had had quite a bit of of controversy around her crying uh, at her, at the treatment at the hands of uh, Je- Jeffrey Tambor. And on here she is on Arrested Development. So maybe she gets a sympathy vote. Maybe. Um, interestingly, you also have Judith Light as a, a name that pops up. Uh, again, someone whose job is in limbo now as we wait and see what just what's going to happen with Transparent without Jeffrey Tambor. So it's interesting. You've got these two actresses whose uh, you know, fates could be decided, uh, you know, depending on what happens with, with Jeffrey Tambor in the future. Do you think there's anyone else we should discuss or should we move on? Uh, you know, other names that are out there are Betty Gilpin from Glow. Uh, you know, again, Glow has heat. Uh, and, uh, Netflix spent a lot of money to promote that, especially with season two right around the corner. And uh, Alison Brie just got nominated, not invited to be a member of the Academy. The so. motion picture side. Yeah, well, they invited everyone, right? Uh, except Just about. I, 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 I feel very uh, left out. Yeah, I was going to say, have you been uh, invited yet? Do, <laughs> do they allow press in the... Because well, they don't on the Emmy side. But what, they what invited they a woman named, um, who you may know, named B. Ruby Rich, who's who's a writer and a, and a, and a an academic and a professor at uh, UC Santa Cruz uh, from the documentary branch. And I totally applaud this. I totally get it. She had put in her time as a, of a grant funder back in the day. She's been an ardent supporter of documentaries as uh, a journalist. And, and she is, in fact, you know, a, a very prominent um, editor over at Film Quarterly. And, and, you know, I think it's fine. She doesn't have any credits as a documentary. Uh, and there she was, uh, totally uh, accepted by the doc branch, and I have no problem with it. So in that case, they let it happen. Well, that's interesting. So I guess when when you're inviting so many people in, like uh, you know, you have so, some people whose credentials are a little bit on the the fence uh, might manage to sneak in as well. But I don't think she's someone who would be you know considered somebody who was covering Hollywood in that in that kind of everyday kind of way. Uh, she's yeah. more of a of a champion uh, of 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 what's excellent. Um, and uh, what about Zazie Betts Beats in Atlanta? Zazie Beats. I mean, she's great. So, you know, if, if Atlanta is, yeah, <laughs> fantastic name. If, if Atlanta, you know, manages to, to really be on fire, then who knows? She, she could make it in too. All right. Okay. Well, let's move on to uh, the lead actors in comedy. Um, and we, speaking of Atlanta, have at the top of the list uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, you know, Donald Glover won it last year, so shoe in to get nominated and, and probably a shoe in to, to win it again. I mean, Donald Glover is having yet another year of his career, uh, you know, between his rap career as Childish Gambino, his acting career, his producing career. Uh, the guy's just unstoppable. So, you know, how do you not give it to Donald Glover? So and he was in Solo and, you know, so yeah. forth. Yeah. No, he's all over the place. Um, Anthony Anderson from Blackish, uh, a, yeah. a perennial as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this is a category that's going to look pretty similar to last year's, probably, with, with one uh, or two notable exceptions. Uh, obviously, Jeffrey Tambor, who was nominated last year and who won for the two years prior to that, uh, not in the running. Um, Amazon didn't even submit his name, so he's not there. And uh, Aziz Ansari, uh, uh, not not in the running as well. Uh, because, because of his Me Too issues? 
No, because uh, Master of None, uh, it's been a while since the show aired, so it wasn't eligible this year. Ah, that makes more sense. Since he was really, you know, he came out smelling relatively well from, from that whole episode. Yeah, so no, that's an eligibility question. Okay. So, so that does open up a, a couple of, you know, so Anthony Anderson nominated last year. Definitely will get a nomination again this year. William H. Macy nominated last year, beloved by everyone from Shameless. He's back, I'm sure. Uh, and Bill then, Hader uh, gets in for Barry, I hope. Bill, you would you would think, and you would hope. Bill Hader, like, it, it's such a good new such, show. Such a good show. Well written, well acted. Uh, it rings true. It's funny. Uh, it, I don't think we've seen it before. I think there's a lot to recommend there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's very much responsible, too, in the way that Donald Glover is. I mean, he has more than one hat that he's wearing. Um, yeah. How about Larry David for Curb Your Enthusiasm? You know, this wasn't a great season of Curb. It wasn't as buzzy, but it is Larry David. And Larry David's obviously been nominated uh, you know, several times in the past. And he's, you know, a titan of this industry and, you know, could easily see him making his way back into the nomination uh, uh, branch this time. So it looks like um, when it comes to Will and Grace, Eric McCormick isn't as hot as his co-stars. Well, he's he's still in the running, though, and he did win the Emmy in 2001 for playing uh, Will Truman uh, on Will and Grace. So there's always a chance that he could come back, uh, you know, uh, a good 17 years later, uh, and at least get nominated. Uh, you know, he was nominated for several times over the years uh, after winning uh, in 2001. So he could be back. Zach Galifianakis, uh, another favorite. Again, Baskets, a underappreciated show, but one that people should be watching. Uh, Zach was nominated last year for playing the brothers, Chip and Dale Baskets, and he could always be back as well. Ted Danson could be back for the good place. Is uh, back in the sense that he's been. Uh, an Emory perennial for all sorts of years since Cheers, I guess. Yeah, and he is uh, an American treasure. Uh, <laughs> the best hair in Hollywood. Yep, of course, nominated many times over the years for Cheers. Won uh, a couple times, too, uh, uh, over the years. So that would be great to see him back in the mix again. John and Goodman for Roseanne. Same question as before. Same question. Uh You've got Tracy Morgan in the mix as well. I, I don't think enough people watched The Last OG. Um, I but, didn't. But, uh, you know, the, what I did see of it I liked. And, and, you know, there still is that comeback story that people, you know, really are cheering for Tracy and, you know, really are, are rooting for him to recover from, you know, his injuries and, and his, you know, really, uh, you know, brush with death. So it's amazing to see him yeah. at least yeah. Back and in the mix. So the Big Bang Theory was always a popular show, but it seems to have faded a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's a show that's just been on for so long. Jim Parsons won, uh, you know, several times over the years. So he's his mantle is well represented. And I think the feeling is maybe he's 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 won plenty of uh, gold and it's time for for others. I mean, he's won uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, He won it four times. So. He's he's not hurting for Emmys, and that's just for uh, you know for 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 his role as Sheldon. All right, so if we move into the comedy actress category, we're back with the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Rachel Brosnahan. Um, totally deserved. Love this show. Hope she wins. 
Yeah, so this is the big category in that, you know, Julie Louis-Dreyfus is not eligible for the first time in how many years. And uh, Opening you know, she, up the field. She's won every year since 2012. So this this is a big moment to open up the field for, for someone else to, to win, uh, you know, for the first time in a long time. So, yeah, you've got... Uh, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, Rachel, Rachel Brosnahan. You've got Tracy Ellis Ross from Blackish. Now you've got she's else, won before or been nominated many times before. She, she's been nominated uh, several times uh, the last two years, so I'm sure she'll be back in the mix. Uh, you've got Allison Janney, who uh, was nominated last year, who uh, uh, you know moved over from the supporting category a couple years ago and has been competing in the, in the best actress category now. Uh, and she was nominated for a supporting actress Oscar for I Tanya, and she won. So she's she's uh, she's got some winning momentum behind her. And yeah. then there's Alison Brie uh, for Glow, which uh, seems to have a lot of attention being paid right now. Yep, yep. And then uh, of course you've got uh, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, who were both nominated last year, uh, and who could both be back as well. Uh, but in between them, you've got uh, Deborah Messing again, the the Will and Grace train. So uh, you know, we'll see if uh, you know she she won, of course, uh, in two thousand three for playing Grace Adler on Will so, and Grace. So, so what you're so, saying about Will and Grace in this situation is that is that they're that these actors have already built up such a reservoir of goodwill that they can just count on that being there for them. I think there's there's some of that. Yeah, definitely. You've still got a lot of voters who remember voting for them the first time around and who still even if they're they're not watching the show these days, they still know the show. They almost don't need to watch the show to know what all these actors and actresses do. But it's so, more of the same. There's nothing new. There's nothing different. Um, but, Except perhaps for the one you argued for, for Sean Hayes, which makes the, sense. This is the Emmys, and they like voting for people over and over again. I this hate is, this quality. We love, we love Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yes, uh, I know. She's won every single I've never begrudged it because I love that show, too. And she's always brilliant, but there's always something new and better and good that they're doing. It isn't just the same all the time. That's what I, I can't imagine. See, this is, I'm being really jerky now because I haven't watched Will and Grace. How do I know whether it's better or not? If, if you loved Will and Grace back then, you probably still would love it now. Same beats, same humor. Uh, you know, maybe it feels a little more relevant because they can, uh, you know, sort of have some fun with uh, this current administration. But uh, it's mostly just, you know, more more of a farce, which is what it's, you know, benefited the show originally. But what I would say for, about someone like Pamela Adlon, who's also a writer and a creator, is that is that she's got an edge. She's, you know, with better things. She's bringing something more to the table that's fresh and contemporary. Yep. And she was nominated last year and could very well see her uh, return once again. So fingers crossed. She, she definitely should be in the... The running as well as should uh, you know Issa Rae would love to see her in the mix for Insecure uh, and Ellie then Ellie uh, Kemper for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt uh, Ellie Net Kemper who's a Netflix uh, supported actress yeah who's been nominated uh, for for a couple years in a row now and uh, it'll be curious to see if if she returns it does feel like there's a little less heat on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt than there was uh, those first couple years well what about new Academy member Tiffany Haddish. Um, you know, the, the thing is it's the last OG and not a lot of people have been watching it. So it's kind of the same, same issue with, uh, Tracy Morgan as well. 
probably a little bit more under the radar. So that's yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's, right. it's probably less likely. Okay. But but I could be wrong because yeah, she does have so much heat, and you know she she could uh, she could definitely appear uh, you know as as a surprise nominee. All right, and then we all right. Let's do the final picks of comedy series. Do you think that? And let's build up from the bottom to the top. Let's be. <laughs> let's 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 build up a drum roll here. Um, starting with number ten, the good place. Number ten, ten, ten. I. <laughs> I would. This give is gold derby. This is not us. We're just using gold derby as a place to start. These are what all the collected odds are saying of all the people who are voting on. Well, on, let's, uh, let's begin by talking about derby. what they have at number 11. They have Modern Family at number 11. And if that is the case, that would be a breakthrough because... The first Modern, year, they're not going to nominate Modern Family. Yeah, Modern Family, which Thank has been God. nominated every season that it's been on the air. This is the show's ninth season now. So it may be time for it to move on. Now, of course, Modern Family won many, many years in a row before it seeded uh, things over to Veep. Um, <laughs> so, is, so the question is, which shows are are getting more heat than Modern Family? And apparently, The Good Place is one of them. Well, The Good Place, I would love to see nominated. It got, you know, it's gotten so much critical acclaim. We've all been fans of it, and it would be great to to see that show in the mix. Um, but you also have uh, a lot of returning shows that could still be in the mix as well. Now. Uh, a show that's returning that uh, is is listed above the good place in the Gold Derby odds is Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and I think that's partly because it was nominated, uh, you know, the past couple of years, actually all three years that it's been on the air. This could be the year that maybe it falls out because, again, I, I feel like the the heat isn't quite there, and there are so many other great new shows like Barry, which like is right Barry. above it here. I feel like Barry could get in. Yeah. I there's agree. there's some gravitas to Barry. It, it 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 sort of ticks all the boxes. It's about something. It's authentic, and of course, I'm talking about it because I've seen it. <laughs> so I apologize to all the shows I have not seen. Well, it's I a good see, one. It's a good I one to have seen. I see that I'm bad, you know, no, it's, but it's it, a, whatever. It's a good one to have seen. And do you agree? Yeah, do you agree that I, it has you know more a little more weight to it? Maybe. Yeah, absolutely agree, and a lot of heat attached to it too. Okay, so, so Will and Grace, we've discussed. That's listed here above Barry, along with Glow, which we've been talking about. I'm surprised that Curb Your Enthusiasm is so high here. I think that's uh, you know that that's attributed to old habits. Curb, uh, you know, nominated as a series so many times over the years, and uh, you know is still a favorite in the industry. I think so. You can't discount that. People old just, habits die hard. Emmys yeah. 2018. <laughs> it's, and, and, you know, it was off the air for, for quite a while. So this, this gives people their first chance to vote for it in quite a while. And, and just like Will and Grace, it's, it's funny. You could have these two shows that, you know, were perennial uh, nominees uh, actually return to the fold this year which would be pretty interesting. You see, so. the thing that's so weird about this, it, you know, because I remember I am coming from Oscar land, um, is just that in, in the world of Oscars, um, obviously comedy is not king and they tend to go with drama, but there, there's also a real bias against sequels. 
and there's a bias against familiarity and repetitive stuff. It's so interesting to me that the TV Academy would be so habitually rewarding things that are basically the same as they've been before. I, I know I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, hitting an old gong here, but well, it's, it's I, a, it just seems weird. Well, I think it's changing. I mean, part of the reason why it wasn't weird for so long is is because, you know, until the past decade, there wasn't the kind of, of volume necessarily. So a lot of, you know, the, the best shows were the shows that returned and new shows. That's true. Uh, you, you would have maybe a, a few diamonds in the rough, but most new shows would be canceled uh, just because most, you know, that's that's the odds of this business. And so. Yeah, a few would sneak sneak in every year. So Lost in its first year, ER in its first year, uh, you know, uh, a certain Modern Family in its first year. Uh, but then they would be surrounded by the other great shows, which would be shows in in you know multiple seasons. And that's just yeah, it's a, it's a different setup. But as more new shows come on and are great right out of the box, it's changing, and that's why you have more contenders this year, for example, that are first year shows like Barry and Glow and The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And, Which is uh, right up there, apparently. Um, so above Curb Your Enthusiasm is Silicon Valley, which I would have thought would be losing steam by now. I think it is. I, I think that one's a little more of a, uh, you know, that I could easily see that falling out in favor of, uh, say, The Good Place. But um, you know, it's been nominated every year since it's been on, so it may still sneak in at least one more nomination. But uh, they it got has po- a Me Too issue, doesn't it? Uh, in that it's such a well, the T.J. Miller issue, but then also there, there's always been concern that it's just a, such a guy-heavy show, and that it hasn't done right by its female no uh, question. characters. No question. So that could impact it this year. I wondered. Okay, blackish looking good. Blackish as it should. Yeah. Great. Should definitely uh will be nominated. Uh, and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, as we discussed, which is right up there giving a challenge. Now, didn't Marvelous Mrs. Maisel uh win some previous awards that were surprising? Um it was either a globe or or it was uh or it was a, a critic's choice. Do I yeah, need it, to look this up? No, it, it won. So Marvelous Mrs. Maisel won the Golden Globe this year for uh, Best Television Series, right. uh, musical or comedy. So it did win the Golden Globe this year for That's comedy. That's what it is. And it also won Best Actress in a Comedy Series from the Broadcast Film Critics uh, as well. And, uh, yeah. So so does that help Mrs. Maisel? Does it, does it bring a little heat to, to the momentum for this, for this show? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it already has heat, and Amazon spending as much as it has uh, gives it heat, but the fact that it's already won gives it a lot of heat as well. And then Atlanta, of course, still still reigning above the pack, and, and, and hot as it could be, hot as a pistol. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it really comes down to those two shows. Uh, you know, it'll be one of those two that wins. I'm still putting my money on Atlanta, but, uh, you know, Maisel's definitely got the heat as well. And, you know, the, Maisel is much more about comedy and about uh, performance. And, uh, you know, there could be a, a segment of the, the TV Academy body that just, like, relates to it more. Because it's it's about sort of, you know, going up on stage, being a stand-up. 
uh, you know, Atlanta's kind of about performance as well. But, well, uh, and Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is very New York, very Jewish, very Hamish, um, very funny, and 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 br- really brilliantly written. Um, so is Atlanta, obviously, but it's Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's uh, still my pick. So okay. we we shall see. All right. Well, thank you, Michael. You are a font of wisdom. And I want to ask you something. Do you keep these stats in your head or do you look them up before we talk? Some stats I have in my head, some I look up. (laughs) I want to make sure I get them right. A pro, always. I'm trying. Thank you, Michael. Well, we'll we'll talk on uh, Emmy nomination Thursday. Very excited. <laughs> no, I am. I am. <laughs> you did not sound excited, but I, I am, understand. I am, I am. Okay. There'll, there'll be time to, to drum up the, the enthusiasm. Have a so good we'll, holiday. We'll, we'll talk then. Thanks. Okay. You too. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.